0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That one sucked. Um, the, considering the circumstance, a loss wasn't gonna necessarily bother me. And in the grand scheme of things, I always say it's all about what comes next, and you know, win the next one, and all is forgiven. But I, I don't know. It, this one annoyed me. They just couldn't seem to find a way to put the puck in the net. They had a they had enough chances. They had enough shots. Uh they could have spent less time in the offensive zone. They could have um yeah, they, they could have done more, absolutely. But I, I don't know. It's just a weird game. But what bothered me was just a few individual breakdowns. Um just a few individual breakdowns really lost them this one. Um Yeah, on the one goal with Sandheim and Myers on the ice, Uh, Myers gets caught looking. It looked like uh, Jake lost his man as he's breaking into the zone, and you just kind of get outnumbered two on one down low, and they score. Uh, Right after that, I think, is when Provorov just has the the lazy play rather than move his feet and get in front of the guy on the tip play right off the faceoff. He he just kind of reaches his stick and tries to lean on him rather than move his feet, position his body. Between the man and the net and, and negate him, and uh, you get one there. Um, you get the leak out to Kovalchuk to make it four-one. Just, uh, just a few individual breakdowns really decided this one, and just the fact that you could not score. Uh, the power play continues to be an issue in terms of its effectiveness. They're zero for four tonight, but I gotta say. They had nine shots on goal. I thought they s- created a-, a bunch of chances. They just could not convert tonight. But overall, the performance of the power play, compared to what we've seen, I- I'm still annoyed by the way they're setting up the power play. But um, I don't think tonight is like, oh, this goddamn power play. Like It absolutely needs to convert, especially when at five on five, you just couldn't get it going uh, for any sort of sustained amount of time. But uh, I I thought they had some pressure, had some good chances on the power play, just couldn't score. Um, I don't know. This one one was uh, just annoying, just an annoying loss. You had a nine-day stretch where you played five of the best freaking teams in hockey. You got seven out of ten points. You have your third-string goalie in net. It's a back-to-back. You were on the road just last night. I get it. I get all of it. You you went to overtime. I get all the circumstances that could have led to just kind of a letdown game, but this wasn't that. It was just like they missed the net a hundred times. At one point, I think in the third period, they showed missed shots, and it was 13 to four. Come on, man. Get him on. Give. Carey Price is hard enough, and I realize part of it is he's giving you so little, you're trying to put it in a small space, and you missed. That happens. But Carey Price is good enough. You don't need to give him 13 misses. Just 13 attempts that you had that didn't even get to him. Um, you know it's going to take rebounds and stuff. It's going to take a couple of uh, a couple of good bounces. I thought a guy like Joel Farabee really had the right idea, especially early. Right before his goal, he made a great play on the uh, sequence right before that. Breaking into the zone he had Bunneman on the back door and tried to set him up with an uh off the backboard's pass that uh w- was a good scoring chance i could have easily been a goal uh, excuse me so i i thought like you needed to do more things like that um just to produce more traffic produce more scrambles in front they had a few but not enough i'm like I- it's not like i'm overly upset about this one like the stretch they just came off of They weren't going to, you know, that was a really tough stretch of hockey, and they did a really good job with it. But you see what's coming up, and then you just look at the schedule coming up. Um, Saturday against the Kings, you have to beat the Kings in Philly. That's a must. Then a rare two days off before the Penguins, but it's the Penguins here, and you're looking for some revenge from that that 7-1 drubbing you took. But then you have the all-star break. You have the bye week it's going to be tough. We And then you go right to Pittsburgh, and we know this team always struggles coming off of breaks. I was just watching them tonight thinking, if anyone could use the All-Star break, it's the Flyers. But we know they're not good coming out for breaks. So I just went through the schedule. Like I said, they're right back at it on Saturday night. That is a 7 o'clock puck drop against the Kings. And if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars in the world to watch a hockey game because the owner, Timmy Fitz, he's a hockey fan. The game will always be on. Any game you're looking for will always be on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. But the owner, Timmy Fitz, he's the man. You're going to want to talk to him. You're going to want to sit there and talk to him about some hockey. And you might even get in the conversation Uh, with him without even knowing it because he's that big of a fan he wants to talk to you about the Flyers he's a great guy always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern Wildwood Crest New Jersey go there watch a game you'll enjoy it I promise all right let's get to your stuff because I don't have a whole lot tonight let's get to your stuff uh what a disappointing game Yes and no. They've been, they're on this awesome stretch. You would like to see them get a couple more out of it. But uh, that run they just had, it, coming back, it's not even real. We just talked about this with what um, a recent game where it was a, the back end of a back-to-back. It was the Washington game. Yeah, last week, in fact. Last, uh, last Wednesday where they were just in Carolina the night before and then come home and have to play. So it's not even like the advantages of a home game. Uh, they have another one just like it tonight. They're in St. Louis last night, get the overtime win, and then come home and get right back to the rink, basically. So it's not even like the advantage of a home game. I'm not going to say I'm not annoyed because this was a preventable loss. Um, circumstances obviously working against them. It's Carey Price versus Alex Lyon. I, you know, right there, not a favorable matchup. Flyers have been playing some really good hockey against really good teams. You'd like to see them extend it. But if it didn't play out, if they had just lost, you know, 3-2 or something, I don't know. I I just wouldn't be as upset. It just seemed like this was preventable. You could have at least got a point out of this if you didn't fall asleep for those 11 seconds and allow two goals, stuff like that. Uh, But overall, what are you going to do? You can't win every single game. The PP is an issue now. Put G on the left, please. Uh, yeah, and he was on the left for a couple of chances late in the game tonight on the power play. Uh, I don't know why they won't. Uh, I saw something on Twitter. It was a quote from Chuck Fletcher, or at least something attributed to Chuck Fletcher where he said, um, with Jake and G on their offsides uh, for the first half of the season last year, the power play wasn't very good, so he doesn't like it. And it's just like, bro. Bro. I get it that might have been your first introduction to this team, but even when the power play has struggled in the past before last year, the struggle was they're at like nineteen twenty percent without a second unit a second unit there was one season two seasons ago I think the second unit for the entire year had one goal where all five guys were on the uh, were on the ice um from that unit, there was nobody from the first unit on the ice when the goal happened. Uh, it might have been two. There might have actually been two that year, but one of them, Ghost, had an assist on right before he like brought the puck up. He brought the puck up the ice, passed it, got off, and they scored immediately. So it's like, no, I'm not counting that. Uh, I watched every power play goal just to make sure uh, that one year because the second, like that, was always the problem with the power play. There is no second unit. The first was always pretty good, around 20 percent if they could just get a little bit out of the second unit, and they're just getting nothing out of either unit right now, and that's surprising, because it was pretty good to start the year, Um, it looked like they had good depth, they're going to be able to roll both, obviously, losing Lindblom hurts a little bit there, and just uh, Shane Bear not being Shane Bear anymore, or at least this year, I don't know, but uh, those things definitely hurt, but Yeah, it does not make any sense to me why they don't just go two weeks. Give me two weeks of G on the left, Jake on the right, Coots in the middle, uh, JVR up front, and put whoever on the point. I don't even care. Put Niskin in there. I don't even care. Just give me the power play that should be for two weeks, and let's see if it's better than this, because they can't keep going over every single night. I feel for Lyon. The kid absolutely kills it in the a- AHL, but just can't find any success in the NHL. He's a, you know, he's a second or third goalie. He's still relatively young. How old is uh, how old is old Alex Lyon here? Where are you at, brother? Uh, 27. So no, he's not relatively young. Never mind. Uh, he turned 27 in December. So he's pretty much in it now. But yeah, he's He's one of these go-between guys. He's going to have a nice career for himself, playing a ton of hockey in some league or another. Um, He'll be fine. He's never been awesome up here. I'd like to see him get another shot because it's, I don't know, I wouldn't say Alex Lyon was spectacular tonight, but he did make, uh, what did he end up with, like 37 saves or something tonight? Where'd the goddamn box score go? Uh, Yeah, 36 saves on 40 shots, so... I mean, it's not like he killed them tonight. If he had, I would have accepted this game more. If he had just come up and sucked in his first action in the NHL of the season, I'd have been like, all right, whatever, that's fine. They lost because Alex Lyons, their third-string goalie, and this is what happens when your third-string goalie plays. Unfortunately, again, like, that's why I'm a little more upset about this one than I thought I'd be because this is, again, it was a predictable loss, but the way it played out was just annoying. Mediocre team, got to show up every night. The big guns always seem to disappear when needed. Do you want them to, like, unless they go 82-0, and like, what's not showing up? I don't know. I just, like, oh, yeah, they just played this awesome stretch of hockey. They had one mediocre game. Well, they're mediocre. Like, no, they're probably pretty good, and they're depleted, and this is just what happens. That's why they play 82 of these. Like, it... You know, Boston just lost to this mediocre team. Did Boston not show up for that one? And if so, does that make them mediocre? Washington just lost to this team. Does that mean Washington didn't show up? And if so, does that make them mediocre? St. Louis just lost to this team. So, like, I don't don't get it. Everyone loses. I, you know, was... Is Montreal expected not to win for the rest of the season? Because they're on a little bit of a bad stretch. I just don't see how you draw, like, conclusive decisions about this team. How you just come to the, yep, this is who they are. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of evidence to say it isn't. You know it's a bad game when JJ and Jonesy celebrate a completed pass. Yeah, it uh, it was just a rough one, man. They just could not seem to get anything going. Couldn't string together passes, like you said. And just not enough sustained zone time. There just wasn't enough second and third chances. It seemed like they were going to get the uh, the forecheck going early, and they did at certain points. But, yeah, just just didn't have enough tonight. I agree about the loss. Lots of shots, but no great shots. And he, like... I, uh, Carey Price, when Carey Price is good, is still very good. You know, is he the guy... That could be the best goalie in the league. No, he's not that anymore. But when he's dialed in, he's good, and he was tonight. So you have to tip it to him. It's Carey Price, a legitimate, very good goaltender against a third-string goalie. Was that the like? Is that what the problem tonight? It wasn't, but it's also a factor. Can we stop protecting G and saying he's a great leader? Like we don't have anyone who can spark this team or step up and make the play that gets them going. My God, you're a buzzkill. Like, is he a bad leader when they lose and a good leader when they win? I don't, how do you make that decision? Well, you know, I'm not in the locker room, nor have I ever met any of the players or really even been in the building. But yeah, I'm going to decide this guy's the, a bad leader because uh, they lost tonight, even though they won last night. I, I It doesn't make sense to me. Just an off night, nothing going right, and a hot goaltender. Yeah, that's pretty much what I saw out there. Just a just an off night. You know, they'll come out on Saturday, probably beat the Kings, and everything will be good again. We'll be happy. I'll I'll be right here on postgame talking about it. We'll be happy with things the way they're going, just like we were when they just beat a bunch of really good teams earlier this week and last week. Was there a welcome back Dale Weiss video? I really hope so. I really would love to honor the uh the legacy of Dale Weiss in this town as the true bottom six forward who was going to fix the grit issue. I really, really would like to honor that legacy. Where is the talent on this team? I don't see it. Then Max, you're not watching enough games, pal. You're not just, you're just not an astute hockey viewer, I guess. Playing down to the opposition again. I don't think so. I think they were just beat. I think they were just beat tonight. They just didn't have it. That happens. They play 82 of these things. Not everyone has it every single night. My God, can this Max guy just leave? He's the most negative person I've ever met. Jesus. The inconsistency of Flyers hockey kills me. They really, I mean, for the, what has everyone watched all year? This team really hasn't been that, like, this is a pretty good team we've watched all year. They're pretty good. Like, they lost tonight. I I don't understand what everyone's been watching all year. Power play is just abysmal. Why did we not need to sign Covey again? Uh, Because he's not that good anymore. Like, uh, did you see what he was doing before this? Yeah, he's playing well right now, and maybe he's found a resurgence because he was about to not be in the NHL anymore because he wasn't trying hard enough. I guess we could have taken a shot, but the Flyers don't have any cap space for even a prorated $700,000 contract. So, I mean, I, did you really, really want to go out and get a guy who has like abandoned the Devils, basically quit on the Kings? I, I don't know. Do you think this is going to last? If I had to put money on it, I'd say no. He's playing pretty well right now. They absolutely need to get this power play going. Is that the answer? I, I don't think so. Lion seemed like he was ready when the team wasn't at the beginning. Then he joined them. Yeah, that's the that first period goal. That's what killed me about it was the um, the, the one he gave up it, again. Not you know this game's not on Alex Lyon. I wish it had been. If this one was on Alex Lyon, I could come on here and just be like, well, you know, that's what happens when your third string goalie plays. But uh, it really wasn't. And that that first period goal that they ended up giving up after they got the lead with. You know, not playing very well for a lot of the first period. It's like, all right, cool, take a lead into the uh, into the locker room and sort it out from there. We know this is a good team in the second half of games, so let's just get through this. And then they give up the goal. It's just like ah, oh, that took away any momentum in game that they could have had right there when they gave up that one. It was just it was a shame because yeah, Lyon did make a bunch of saves early. Actually, he he really did a, a good job early in this game. I thought. I missed the G one timer from the dot when he goes to a knee. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they refuse to give it a shot. Um Fletcher just doesn't like it. It doesn't seem like uh anyone on the coaching staff is all that enamored with it, so they're keeping everybody on their quote unquote strong side and eliminating the possibility of like dangerous plays like one-timers. I don't know, aren't one timers like a fucking like that's a staple of a power play right like you're supposed to try to set up one timers on the power play Wh- why are you what's the point of not uh, we're going to purposefully position ourselves so that we cannot one time the puck what fucking sense does that make I, uh, I i'm i am baffled by this this is the one coaching thing this year that i just do not get um i've been very happy with the job A.V. has done overall, his management of the goalies, his uh, the way he's worked the lines, dealt with the injuries, uh, the penalty kills improved. The coaching staff overall has done a good job this year turning the team around. Fuck, this power play is just, what are you looking at that you think this is a good idea over this? I... One is so simple and has worked a million times in the past. This has never worked. Yeah, we really believe in the thing that never works. I, I'm, I, I wish I had an answer for it. Let's not forget he's not the only goalie that's had a bad game. Hearts had a few bad games. We all blame the day. I don't think this one was on Lyon. I don't think Lyon was great, but I think he was fine. He played well enough to win if they had just not fallen asleep in front of him a couple of times. That's all that happened. Like uh, two two of the goals were just defense sleeping, and I'm blaming everybody. When I say defense, I just mean the team in the defensive zone. Um, the Provorov one, where he just got taken to the net and didn't move his feet and thought he could just lean and reach with his stick rather than actually play defense. And the uh, I guess I think it was the first period goal where uh, Myers and Sandheim got caught, and there was a I think a give and go, and it looked like Voracek was just lost his man entirely. Um, those two plays right there i mean that's it that's that's the difference. We all saw this coming. don't know why everyone's mad, yeah, like they were gonna lose a game I'd rather it be this one than the l a one honestly you know yeah, i do uh first line G coots vorchek G is really struggling, and whoever is put with coots really seems to thrive um yeah i I agree. I think I said it. I did. I wasn't on last night's post game. So whenever the game before that was, was it Saturday or look at the schedule? The uh, the Monday game, Boston. Um, I, I've seen in the last two weeks more pucks roll off the stick of Claude Giroux, more passes get intercepted from Claude Giroux than I think I've seen in his whole career up to this point. I think I've seen more in this week. He just always had. Like the puck stuck to his stick, and it just isn't right now. I'm sure he'll get it turned around, but I think I don't know about Voracek up there. But also, if I'm putting Kature and Giroux together, do I want Konechny up there as well? Is that is our talent too top heavy, especially with you know the the injuries and uh, unavailable players they do have? I don't know. Um, I prefer Konechny, but uh, yeah, Faraby getting a golden night is big though. Um I-, I liked a lot like I said I thought that whole shift uh he's the the goal was a great result to get out of doing a bunch of things right uh on that shift for Joel Faraby. So hopefully he can get going a little cuz they need him to produce offensively. Um The depth is depleted. They need him to score. It's not like, all right, and then anything we get out of, you know, a 19-year-old kid is extra. No, it's they no longer have the luxury of looking at things as extra. Everyone needs a freaking score. Like Scott Lawton on that breakaway. I realize it's Scott Lawton versus Carey Price. Dog, you got to bury it. That has to go in. You have a breakaway. You really need that one. Beat the Stanley Cup champion on the road, then make up for it by losing at home to a mediocre team. More proof that the Flyers are a fragile team, that if they make the playoffs, they're one and done. All right, Anthony, stop watching. Stop watching. That's an asinine comment. Like, they didn't make up for it. They're beat because they've had this schedule. Like, look at what they've done in these last two weeks. They, like, let's just look at this month. They finish up their road trip with three on the road against good teams in Vegas, Arizona, and Carolina. They come home, beat the Caps, one of the best teams in the league. Lose one nothing to Tampa. Beat Boston. Beat St. Louis. And then they played tonight. They're just in the middle of a really rough schedule and they're holding their own. That's what they're supposed to do. This is year one of trying to compete and they're competing. I have very few complaints about the makeup of this team. They're actually very mentally strong. Look at the way they bounce back from bad games, bad stretches. They're actually not a fragile team for the first time in a while. If you're paying close enough attention and really looking at the context instead of just trying to draw conclusions and have a hot take and be Mr. Negative. I hope this team really benefits from the All-Star break. That's one thing. I'm like I, I want to win these next couple games, but I am interested to see how they come out of the break because this is a team that in the past and this year has not looked good after uh after layoffs, but they desperately need some time off. They just really really do. Um schedule's not going to get too much easier. You're going to have a lot lot of conference games, which is Yes, good because the Flyers have been very good against the Eastern Conference this year. But also not a lot of uh not a lot of wiggle room. Those are like four-point games, you know? Um uh, uh you playing someone else in playoff contention that those two points, the swing is uh it, it, there's just not a lot of margin for error, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this team comes out of the All-Star break. I think it's one of the things we should play pay the closest attention to. TK is born to be a Flyer. That was a, I thought it was very apparent. And TK, he's just an asshole. So he's going to stir it up. They could have been in it. They could have been in, Jesus, I can say words. They could have been down 10-0. And he still would have been jaw jacking with guys at the end. So that's cool. But I will say, with about like five minutes left, (laughs) I'm just watching going, "Uh, you know what, can we just get out of here? And it very much looked like the Flyers were thinking, you know what, can we just get out of here? and i thought i thought tk and i thought jvr both played really hard all the way through the end i thought those were i thought those two were maybe the flyers two best players tonight uh, again i liked faraby but i don't I feel like i just didn't hear his name a lot uh late in the game what did he end up with uh yeah still getting fourth line minutes uh 10 14 but he did see some power play time tonight so maybe that could be a spark um i want to see more out of faraby hopefully that little mini demotion where That was great that they sent him back to Lehigh. And we all just kind of thought it was a paper move. Like, all right, they just have to do it tonight. They waived Stewart. So Stewart, just as soon as he clears, he'll be back up. But I saw the report that Faraby actually went to Lehigh Valley to see if he could make it for the game, but just didn't make it in time. So I thought that was pretty funny. Never expected a win having played last night in St. Louis. Travel half the country back. Who knows what time they got back home. Yeah, and that's they just... When they did this just uh, last week, you know, they're coming from Carolina. So, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina, not all that far from here compared to St. Louis, which I believe is in the Midwest somewhere. (laughs) You would be shocked at how bad I am at geography. They were slow and messy from the start. Uh, Definitely messy. Definitely just, um, they just did not... uh, The blown assignments, uh, the couple of breakdowns, like I am annoyed at those individual breakdowns because they were the difference in the game, but they were kind of emblematic of the overall tone of, like they played, like the way those mistakes happened kind of were, yeah, this is how the team's playing tonight. You know, this is just, ugh. Bill, will G be the captain until he retires or will Cutes get it in the next few years? In the wildly unlikely scenario, G doesn't finish his career here. I guess it might be someone else, but I do not understand the obsession with taking the captaincy off of a guy who's done nothing but play his ass off for this city. Like, the organization for most of his tenure was actively not doing anything to help him, and all he did was go out and produce. Like, I don't get people's – I don't understand how people view – the uh the end of the um i really don't get how people view the hextall era honestly like can you look at those rosters and tell me they were trying to go out and win hockey games at the nhl level the or, the players on the ice were they were but it was literally all right g you got uh, you got jake you got wayne simmons maybe this braden chennel turned into something here's this new toy um Shane Bear. that was it. Like, they didn't have enough good players to compete. That's why the team hasn't been very good for most of G's tenure. It's because the roster was shit. It was shit. Matt Reed was legitimately a really good player, like, one of the best players on this team for a while. He was playing first-line minutes in, like, 2013 with Jake and G. That's prime age, Giroux, and prime age... Jake Voracek, and Matt Reed is playing with them. Like Michael Raffl spent an entire year on the top line for this team. He scored 21 goals. Awesome. He did great. Great for him. That was an awesome performance. Anyone else would have had 35 playing with those two in their prime. Like I just don't. I don't get it. They're waiting for the playoffs to put G on the left for one timers, chestnut checkers. Yeah, let's hope. That that would be an interesting strategy. That would be an interesting strategy. Purposefully show everybody that we're gonna do the wrong thing for like 82 games. And then hopefully our uh hopefully our um, you know, five on five team is good enough to get us to the playoffs, and then we will unleash the world's greatest power play after that. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, like, that's a crazy suggestion, Neil, but it's as logical as what they're doing, which is just, oh, yeah, we're going to do the thing that doesn't work instead of the thing that does. So it's as, it's as likely as anything. That's what I'll say. Stick with Lion as the backup or see what Sandstrom has. I haven't checked Sandstrom's numbers in a little while. Um I know he had a real rough start to the season in the ECHL, but then uh, it seemed like he was starting to figure some things out, but I don't think Sandstrom is anywhere close. Um, I think you can play well and win in front of Alex Lyon. That's, is he going to win you a game? Highly unlikely. But I think if they play the way they've played for a majority of this season, they can very well win one of the next two. And really, like, as long as this thing isn't super serious with Carter Hart, they have a game Saturday, they're off for two days, they have another game on Tuesday, and then they're off for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days. So I, listen, do I want Brian Elliott to be the guy? I don't, but I, it's not like you can't As long as Carter Hart is coming back, like, after the All-Star break, there is absolutely no reason Elliott can't play these next two. And I came into the year saying, I don't care if there's 10 days between games. I don't want Elliott playing in games, uh, in consecutive games. However, in the situation we're in, I don't think it's the end of the world. And if you put Lion in for one of these, you'll probably get the same result. You just have to play well in front of him. That's what it comes down to. The Flyers did control play for most of the game. I think without those two goals in 11 seconds, we win this one. Those were killers. Um, I just, they couldn't, I I, I just don't think they had this one tonight. I just, whatever was going, something would have gone wrong, even if they don't give up those. Um, they just couldn't sustain any pressure, couldn't get enough second chance, uh, second chance shots. Not they they didn't cut off enough zone exits to give themselves those um those mini odd man rushes they've really done a great job of creating this year. So um I would love to blame in a you know an eleven second span for the whole game. And while it definitely is a momentum killer and just makes you go, son of a bitch, especially after last night, the emotion that was last night, you get up 3-1, they tie it up, you win it in OT, you travel home. Like this one, it just seemed like they give up those two back-to-back and it just took whatever they had out of them. But uh, I just don't think they had it tonight. Thankfully, they're done with traveling out west for a while. That's like, this has to even out at some point, Right. They're home for two more, than the All-Star, then they're away. Yeah, and then they have a lot of uh, you know, home in February. They go to Detroit, Long Island, Florida, Tampa, Columbus. So, yeah, they don't have, at least for the next month, they don't have um, too elaborate of a travel schedule. They shouldn't get too taxed with the travel, and it looks like games are pretty well spread out in February. Um, no, still... What one looks like only one back to back the whole month? Holy shit! I don't even know what we're gonna do with ourselves, fam. Like, are we gonna are we gonna recongregate here? Just to, my god, no back to backs. What are we gonna do? All right, let's scroll down and get a few more. I would like to see Jake as a net front on the power play. He's big and hard to move as a screen. Um, in a certain role, like, do I want him to be in the Wayne Simmons role as a net front? I wouldn't, but um, it's kind of the role I wanted Nolan Patrick in to start the year as a net front presence. Um, As a guy who bounces from below the goal line to make a play, to back out in front to get the screen, and does a little bit more um, puck handling wise than the typical net front power forward. I would like that. They've tried it a little, um, but I don't like right at this very moment what I want to do is give me the power play that has worked in the past. This one, whatever, every time they mix it up, they throw this guy here, they move some guys around, just give me G on the left, give me Jake on the right, give me Coots in the slot, give me JVR up front, and give me whoever on the point. Should be Sanheim. I'm fine with Provorov. If you want to do Niskanen, that's cool. I don't give a shit. Put Myers, put Haig there for all I care. I just want to see the the setup make sense. <laughs> and it has not. I would have liked to see uh, Haig with a borderline hit. It was a good hard hit. Um, you know, he's on the guy's back. It's probably a penalty. They don't call it. Uh, whatever. Fine. That's hockey. Um Would have liked to see him maybe defend himself a little bit better in that fight, though. Um, I know, like, he, the guy rushed him, so he gets a few shots in, but come on, bro, pull the trigger. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Defend yourself. Hard to sweep a team. I wouldn't put too much stock to it. Yeah, that's another point, is uh, this was, the Flyers have beaten him twice, so this was for the sweep. Uh, they said during the game, most scouts like what they see in Myers. I'm fine with him learning from the mistakes up in the NHL. He's only going to get better. Same with Sandheim. Yeah, I think Sandheim's really turned his game on the last month or so. Um, Myers, yeah, they don't have a choice but to let him learn up here. They're out of guys. So it's not like there's anybody waiting to take a spot right now. But yeah, he's he's a guy to me. He just has to learn the game up here. That's, he does not benefit from playing against players who are not as good as him, not as athletically gifted, just because he has that raw ability, that athleticism. Um, It doesn't help him to be like down in the AHL and just depending on that and making plays and looking great. um, He has to develop some just better hockey sense and better consistency. And the only way to do that is by making mistakes and learning from them, I think at least. Hey, Bill, if the Flyers get healthy after the break, do you think they make a trade for a rental to fill the loss of Lindblom and possibly clear some cap space for next year? Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. We talked about that on BSH Radio this week. I think they could be looking for, like, a decent enough third liner, some sort of rental if you think like they, they just don't have the money to go get a Pajot or a Foley or something like that. If they pull it off, awesome. And move a bunch of stuff around. Okay. Um, I just don't know. I, I would love to see any sort of move, just a little bit of uh, just some sort of confidence from the front office to be like, here you go. You've definitely shown signs of improvement. So we're gonna, we're gonna let you, uh, we're, we're gonna give you what you need to roll, you know, the lines and. Uh, really actually try to make a thing of maybe winning a playoff round. Holy shit, uh, winning a playoff round. I don't know if this is the year. The one thing I'll say is a lot of teams are looking for guys with term left. That's That's been going around quite a bit. So the rental market might not be teams looking to move pending free agents might not um, be getting the returns they thought they were. And then the Flyers could step in there. And I guess uh, maybe that could be a good fit, but uh, I would love to see them make a move. I'm sure they'll do something, bring in a little bit of depth. But if you're looking for anybody who's going to play in the uh, on the first or second line, um, you're going to be disappointed, I would guess. All right, guys, I think that's about all the time I have for you tonight. Uh, before I go, like I said, we're gonna I'm gonna be back. I'm going to be back on Saturday night for the Kings game. That is Saturday the 18th. And if you were looking for somewhere to watch that game, go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. That's right. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. You know why Fitzpatrick's is a great place to watch a Flyers game? Because Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern is a hockey bar. And it starts with the owner, Timmy Fitz. He's always there making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot and he's a big hockey fan. He's a big Flyers fan. All sorts of Philly sports and sports paraphernalia up on the walls, but he doesn't skimp on the hockey, and that's what we like around here. It's not a niche sport to him. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Check it out. There are hockey sticks in their logo, so you know it's cool. And like I always say, you're looking for confirmation this is a hockey bar? They got a Slapshot poster on the wall, in the men's bathroom, what sets the tone for a night out of watching hockey better than that? I don't know. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Check it out. All right, fam, that is all the time I have for you tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining me. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and uh, you'll just get all sorts of content delivered to whatever device you you own. You know how podcasts work. They just show up. It's like magic. We have new stuff basically every day. Check it out. Broad Street Hockey. That's it. Uh, I'll be back Saturday. Till then, have a great week, everybody.